0: What's up, friends? Welcome to this week and to this episode of the Stew on this podcast. Again, in the middle of a uh, series of deep diving into the metaverse, um, as I share with you just a conversation that I had with the guys over at the Ravel podcast on just exactly that, the metaverse church. So uh, in this week's episode, you're going to be hearing us really talk about Jesus the Avatar, and uh, should a metaverse church actually be encouraging people to get out of the metaverse, and uh, what does inviting somebody to a VR church look like, and then towards the end of this episode, you'll hear us start diving into such practices like baptism and communion, and even our approach to that, and uh, what some people have... Ask questions about when it comes to that and how they've battled against, uh, even myself, in the VR world from time to time along the lines of baptism and communion. So, I hope you enjoy this episode, uh, and uh, I'll see you on the other side.
1: We've talked about in previous Ravel episodes sort of the destabilizing nature of Jesus, and you can you can almost. Almost make a metaphor about God coming to earth, joining and materializing within a realm that we can, for the sake of this conversation, agree is less than the heavenly realm which Jesus participated in before he came to earth. Well said. Does that make sense? Okay. <laughs> Are you yep. saying
2: that Jesus actually, in his time on Earth, was in a just follow me VR here. type yeah, of follow me here? <laughs> Jesus, God, can, he entered
1: a realm that was less real than the heavenly realm that he formerly I love inhabited. It. <laughs> and in the same way, we as followers of Jesus can enter another realm. Materialize in that realm and use it uh, to again to follow his example in the same way he did. But he also I don't think use that opportunity <laughs> in the new in, in in the new bad realm <laughs> to <laughs> to teach and to preach and to inspire to set our lives and our minds and our intentions. Above the metaverse, above the the earthiverse, I, <laughs> Earth- I guess it's just called the universe. I guess it's just called the universe. So I'm I'm wonder I could see a strategy a, a, of ministry that could be found acceptable to the the metaverse skeptics. Where if using the opportunity, finding people within the metaverse, discipling them, and promoting the idea that the metaverse is not where we're meant to be. We're meant to live in in another place, to act from another place, and that there is value in Mm. exiting or setting our minds outside the metaverse instead of... You know, hey, here we are. Let's stay here. Let's only do stuff here. It seems like in a place that has such a potential to trap people for their entire lives. And I don't necessarily mean literally. I just mean socially and brain chemistry wise and the addictive nature of video games in in general. I think that there would be a lot of value to finding people there, discipling them and uh, encouraging them to not... Uh, set their minds on the things of the metaverse but the things um, in the universe if you will there's another rant for you what do you think about that
0: Uh, the way that you were closing the gap on that was just beautiful to me because at the end of the day it's exactly what we would say to somebody in real life right like this isn't it this is not what we were meant for we were meant to be with God doing life with God So at some point in time, our physical bodies are going to unplug from this universe and we're going to take our last breath as believers. We're going to take our last breath uh, on this side of heaven and take our first in heaven in the presence of God. And, you know, yeah, there's this unplugging. So I I love the way that you just painted all of that because I think that even in that case and that ramble that you just gave, that gives me even more fuel to go back into. Like we're we're hosting a church service tonight. Uh, it gives me more fuel to hop in there and go. You guys understand? Like this isn't it? Like there's more, and I'm not talking about outside of the headset. I'm talking about outside of this reality. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was. That was. That was really. That was really well done, Basil. Uh, I don't know that I have ever heard you make that argument before, but it's one that I have made. Uh, where another step kind of removed in the VR space, but it's something that I talk to people about all the time where it's like, you think that your physical existence here on this earth, the life that you live every day, you think this is reality, But when we enter into the next life, when we enter into eternity, for those of us who it is glory, for those of us who it is heaven and paradise with God forever, uh, that reality, and some it will be, you know, uh, a reality of the wrath and, and the judgment of God. But either way, those realities that come after this life are going to feel far more real than what you're experiencing right now feels. And you can't really begin to conceive of that you think that heaven might feel like some kind of weird dream state but it's going to feel far more real than anything that's going on now, and it's kind of a it's kind of a pretty uh, astute observation of God coming out of the actual reality into mm. this kind of not that I'm, what I'm saying this life obviously it matters the things that are happening in our lives are real they have real consequences and effects. Like but it is a level yes 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 yes. Uh, it's it, it was it was you know very well done. I guess I think the struggle with the virtual space. Is is that you have to encourage people. <laughs> it's one more step removed. So they're coming out of a reality that is this existence, which is a shadow of the actual eternal reality, and then they're in a shadow of, you know, what is actually real. But I think that perspective that you offered there, Basil, is, is quite helpful. Um, and uh, that was really good, Thank man. Thank you. Uh, that, was, now, I really, that was really good. Now I've set my trap, and now I will spring it on all of you. <laughs>
1: Because as the listeners know, and as Chris, as you know, and as Stuart will soon find out, um, I have uh, been in the church my entire life, was born into it to uh, pastor parents um, in church leadership from a very early age. I've worked in small churches. I've worked in gigantic churches um, and ones that are unimaginably even bigger than that. And so I like to think that I have the experience Experience within the organization of the Little C Church um, to have developed a healthy well, and I'll say this has developed alongside of my sort of um, lifelong journey into something someone might call anti-authority uh, tendencies. Um, and you know, the, the idea of an organization, a church could be yours, could be anybody. Stuart. This isn't about you. This is about me having another (laughs) chance to ramble. Okay. That an, an organization entering the metaverse, using it, um, with absolutely 100% good intentions, intentions to spread the kingdom of God and miss an opportunity, uh, to, to get people out of it, to get people um, out of the crosshairs of any one organization and encourage them to leave the village and find what God has for them in the real world. And I believe Mm -hmm. now that I'm saying the words out loud and you are hearing them that you would absolutely agree with me. Um, but the way that churches in America have tended to operate from the very highest levels is, is a bit of a numbers game. It it can parallel Mm. a a sort of corporate structure, an American corporate structure, which I think we can all agree, you know, the, the sort of lizard overlords that control our day to day lives in ways that we uh, are unable to even comprehend sometimes. Um, uh, you know, what I what I love to see is churches operating from a, 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 a destabilizing um, framework where we are not here to make you comfortable in the place you are, even if that is in our very pews, you know, um, but to destabilize what you think this life is about and to find other ways of living it and expressing it. And so... Mm-hmm. I would love to come visit anybody's metaverse church and basically be discipled and be invited back whenever I'm wandering the metaverse, but to be, um, to be given, to be made uncomfortable enough to go out, uh, to go out, to go out of it. I don't, I, I, I'm having a hard time articulating this in a way that does not end with get out of the metaverse, which is not what I'm exactly trying to say. Um, but, you know, making making a congregation too comfortable in attending uh, one, one event, uh, whether mm-hmm. recurring or not. Um, I mm-hmm. find has led to similar problematic social uh, consequences um, to just the corporate idea that you sign up for a subscription to, to something and you forget about it forever. And that's how you <laughs> and that's how you live your life, um, you know, sort of trapped in a subscription model uh, to something. And there's another ramble. This one, even more sort of esoteric and random um, than before. And I'm going to be quiet now and let you guys talk yeah. about stuff.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Tell people to get uh, out of the I'm, metaverse, I mean...
1: man. Get out. Save yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does this go against Um, your, uh, I, I definitely
0: mine yeah <laughs> also chris, you know, is, what
1: chris do we have an employee handbook
0: uh for one. here yeah i
2: need to be we, held we, to account on this show <laughs> yeah some guidelines some guidelines wouldn't hurt um i'm sorry i do Stuart. wonder though i mean are you Stuart? are you i mean do you recruit people to the uh vr church i mean we that's something that we definitely do in brick and mortar Uh, Funny that we have to say that um, anymore, but uh, that we do, I mean, you, you know, you're inviting people to come in. You want people to come in to be a part. Are you, are you inviting people into the virtual space or do you just try to save a step and send them straight into the church? Of course you have, you know, the opportunity, as you said, for a global uh, community there, but how does Mm -hmm. that even, how does that even work? Do you, do you put out uh, ads and stuff? Mm -hmm. I mean, are you... How does it work? Yeah.
0: yeah. So in AltSpace where we are, um, AltSpace gives the event user, the event host, the opportunity, if the guidelines are met, to uh advertise on the main event board. So anybody who puts on the headset enters into AltSpace, which by the way, um Dr. Chris, you don't need a headset to get in. So if you want to come visit, you can do it from a two D experience. So you're more than oh yeah. You're more than welcome to uh here's here's your invite into the virtual okay. church, not the brick right. and mortar. as you so-called. Um, but <laughs> so we get this free advertisement in that sense, um, through old space. So anytime that we've got an event going on, we're advertised on there. But the other thing that I do, um, and I've encouraged my team. So when we created the world and launched it as a, uh, campus, uh, back on Easter, One of the things that I've asked my team to do is anytime somebody enters into our event, friend them immediately um, and let them decide whether or not they want to be friends with you in Altspace. And then every time that we log on and we're hosting an event, if any of our friends, because Altspace tells us if our friends are on, we just shoot them a message that simply says, come visit with the link to our service, and then all they have to do is press on that link, and it would drop them right into our event. So there is an aspect of being able to invite people to uh, your virtual church, and I can take that same uh, uh, invite link and post it up on facebook or any other social media platform and as long as you've got at least the 2d experience of AltSpace, you could enter into our virtual reality service um so there there is an aspect of that that's still at play
2: okay very cool yeah there was um, something
0: else in there too but
2: yeah i'm not entirely yeah i don't remember exactly i was just asking about kind of recruiting because i know you know, outside of a virtual experience you're just asking people to come come visit the church um so what but, about the
1: ordinances and, and, what ab- are, are you guys doing baptisms and and sacraments and things like that
0: yeah so we're still waiting to do our first baptism service um, but we have done two um or sorry we're about to host our second uh communion service this wow. weekend this weekend um which is, has been a fun conversation. I, I've had somebody come into our environment that the first thing they did was, so you're the pastor of this so-called church. I'm like, yep. And uh immediately goes into, I can't believe that you guys would consider this church. And immediately went into uh, communion and baptism and all of that. And I, I let them do their rant. Not as great as Basil, you're, but I let them do but it. But you're very gracious um,
1: when somebody <laughs> wants to rant. rant and I, I love that about you, Stuart. Uh,
0: well thanks appreciate it Um, but I you know at the end of the day like I I love having that conversation with people because I've had to change my mentality on it as well you know every single time that I've had a conversation with somebody about getting baptized I've always told them yeah, even when I am baptizing somebody I tell them this is an individual who is making who has made the inward decision and now they're just publicly professing it outwardly There's no difference within the virtual reality world. If somebody wants to get baptized in virtual reality, them doing so there is still just the outward expression of the inward decision. And to do so with other people witnessing that outward expression, and I've also told people this one, I've told uh, churches, uh, members of the church, That this celebration isn't necessarily about the person who's getting baptized, but it's about your responsibility as the members of the church to hold this person accountable to the decision that they've made, that inward decision. So yes, we're celebrating their baptism, but they're also expecting all of you as members of the body to hold them accountable and help them walk with integrity to this decision that they've made. So... We can bring those elements into virtual reality because there's still the inward decisions that somebody's made that's just being professed publicly. It's
1: interesting how the technology has created a situation. The virtual reality has created an opportunity for thinkers, theological thinkers, to kind of n- need to define sort of a virtual theology. And I don't mean that mm. in a in a bad way er, necessarily Um, but to expand out the the concept of the heart behind baptism to remove it from the physical action which this would never even had to be thought of before you know it's this new time where you actually have to think about these things because it's not like you know if there was a phone church where you call in every Sunday and you stay at your home and you listen and you chat and participate in fellowship on the phone and you have a phone baptism service. I mean, what would the, you know, the, the analog would be, okay, I am now going under the water. (laughs) And now I'm coming back up. And sort of that, you, you know, you can, it sounds silly and we're having fun here. Um, but yeah. you know, you talk about that virtual theology where you you're basing the 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 action, the commitment, on the the stance of the heart, which I cannot argue with. I mean, that's that is absolutely a viable. Um, I don't mean this word in its sort of um, uh, what is the word? I don't I, I don't mean this in its sort of colloquial. A sense that it's used a lot today about the church today, but you're sort of deconstructing, taking apart and looking at the constituent parts of baptism and finding the very core of it that stands, um, huh. with, within the, you know, whatever theology of baptism we can, we can sort of define. Um, but yes, as a, as an outward act to express an inward change, um, we're in an interesting time where would you sort of have to think about that in order to apply baptism to virtual reality. I was that a long conversation that you had? Was this was this uh, as sort of tedious figuring
0: out as it was for me to describe? Uh you know what's funny is it it never has been every single time, and no matter how long the rant was from the other person, every single time, as soon as it is, as soon as I mention, man, we're still just celebrating the outward decision or the outward uh, expression of the inward decision. It's kind of like always the drop the mic moment of like, "Oh, oh, yeah, like this is about somebody's personal choice. It's not about the necessary act that's being performed. Like, yeah, we're celebrating the person and them entering into the family, entering into the body. And yeah, every time, as soon as that statement's made, it's just like, wow, maybe I've turned this into a bigger thing than what it's actually supposed to be. Um, well, it's, which I, it's it, nice to me, it's, fun- it's
1: sort of like a, a maxim. You know, you've, you've boiled it down to, a, uh, sorry, an axiom. It's sort of axiomatic, uh, which is to say that, there is nothing to really argue about <laughs> when, when you say that. Um, yeah. Because there is no, you know, unless someone has uh, a very strong theology of the body, and if you're not literally going under the water, then you are literally not being baptized uh, for whatever that means to their theology. I mean, you can, if we talk about it in the context of um, of communion, you know, you can think of sort of the Catholic doctrine of Mm -hmm. uh, transubstantiation where the actual physical act of the cracker physically entering your mouth physically turning into the body of christ as it goes down would be it'd be much a much bigger jump a much more difficult jump to make that into a virtual reality uh experience
0: yeah but at the same time like you know we've been broadcasting services since, uh, I think Lakeland's been doing it even before the pandemic got started. But when I was sitting in the seat as a digital pastor, we would do, um, live hosting. So we would have a team that was there to greet our online audience into the service. And whenever we had uh, communion going on, we told them, Hey, we got communion going on today. So make sure that you grab your element that represents the cracker and your element that represents, uh, the, the wine. And let's do this thing, whether that's a waffle or an orange juice or whatever it is, like right. we want you to celebrate communion with us. So yeah. for, you know, our Catholic friends, it would be the same thing within VR. Like, okay, if you want like the physical elements, then go get the physical elements, but we're still going to do this together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's
1: always the other option. You can uh, pay your subscription to the Amazon church to have the cracker and the grape juice slurry
2: pumped into your feeding tube at the right time and um <laughs> what are you gonna switch? what was the <laughs> process for or i know you said you haven't done it yet but you're planning on having a baptism service so what is that going to look like i know that you can encourage people at home to grab whatever elements they might use to represent the the blood and the body but uh and i'm totally fine with that i think that that's just fine um but what do you what do you what are you planning on doing for a baptism service
0: yeah, so our world builder, he's got two elements for us. So we've got a baptismal that is built into um, the floor space of our campus. And then the other element is over by our waterfall in our outdoor environment. Um, and what it looks like um, through the practice of immersion is you go down into the water and come back up.
2: Okay. Okay. So it's just a virtual submersion. Yep. Um, Okay. Well, that's good for all of our Baptist friends out there that you guys aren't sprinkling. That's your actual <laughs> submersion, though. Have one less thing to
0: one less thing to argue about. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: I mean, if th- they want,
0: we just throw them under the waterfall too. Ooh, that's a fun. Yeah,
2: one. yeah. That's. that's cool. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. I don't. It's. It's hard because I like. I, I truly and don't take this the wrong way, but I truly don't want to be okay with this idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I really don't, but as I'm thinking about it and even as we started talking about the ordinances, I was like they are merely symbols like there right. is no power in them. you know we don't we don't believe you know at least in the Protestant church oh, we don't believe brother. that these are means of grace. they're not means of grace that you don't receive anything they're not in they're not a, a, they're those not a magical
1: acts. technology. Uh, right, at, right. At least they are, yeah, in sort of a, a more modern um, theology, working theology
2: of most churches. Yeah, they're 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 simply expressions of these things, and it is. I mean, it is again, as I'll say, like one step further removed from whatever the expression is itself. But even that expression itself, I mean, baptism is a picture of the death, burial, and resurrection. We're not actually right. dying. And being right. raised back to physical life like right. Jesus was where, you know, it's a picture of it. It's a picture of yeah. we're going down into the dead and then we're coming back up out. So it's like if you do it with actual physical water or you do it in a virtual space, I'm really having I, I am trying to not be OK with it. But really, oh. I mean, I'm hearing yeah. it and I'm like, man, I don't know. Like there, there it, you might be you might be onto something here. So um,
0: it, it is it is just crazy the hills that we have decided as the capital C church to die on that when mm-hmm. we've been forced to really look at it, we, we sit there and go, why did we turn that into big pebble uh, or big mountain moments? Like, we, we made it, like, it's such a great celebration of the ordinances, of the of the symbology of all of it. But at the end of it, it's like, man, why did we make this a hill to die on? And then, I, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's been rolling around social media probably since closer to Easter, before Easter. But somebody created this form that talks about, here's all the ordinances, here's baptism, here's communion. And right after that is now let's look at the criminal on the cross who didn't get baptized, who didn't take communion, right? right. And it's just like, man, let that one play with your theology for a little bit and see. And it's just crazy, the hills that we've decided to die on. And we look at it at the end of it and go, that wasn't really worth dying on. All right, once again, thanks for joining me for this week's episode of The Stew on this podcast as we continue to dive into the metaverse. Next week's episode will be the conclusion of my conversation with uh, these guys. Uh, Dr. Chris and uh, Basil over at Ravel as we conclude our conversation about the Metaverse Church. So as always, if this is a blessing to you, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on an episode, rate it and review it, share it with others, and I will see you next week. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the
1: Stew on this podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast for future episodes. Thank you again for listening and God bless.